You're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM, coming to you right across Australia from Hobart, Tasmania. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have David Maxwell joining us from Launchstone with this series of programs titled Amazing Love. Welcome, David. Hi, Tabitha. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, very well, thanks. Okay. Um, so, David, you've been sharing a bit about yourself and your experience and your family. I remember you shared about your brother and your sister. Um, just wondering if you can share with us a little bit more about your experiences. Yeah, sure, Tabitha. I, I would like to share today a little bit about prayer. We're talking about prayer. We're talking about how he prayed for you. That's the title for today. And I wanted to share a, an experience I had um, asking for something from God. When we moved to Perth many years ago, back in uh, 1990, uh, 89, 90, we moved there mm-hmm. while I was in the Air Force. <clears throat> when we got there, we were going to have to find a place to live. And in the Defence Force, they often have... Uh, I don't know what I can call them, but let's just call them properties mm-hmm. uh, close to the base that are, are fairly uh, rudimentary. They're very basic, um, small brick houses and they're not always very pleasant. So we went to the base. We saw where these were across from the base and we were gritting our teeth thinking, oh, boy, I can't believe we have to live there. We went in to see them before the weekend and um, just said, look, hi, here we are. Uh, Can you tell us which of the houses we've got available to go and have a look at? And they said, oh, well, you're really, really fortunate. You don't have to live across the road in those what they call dog boxes. Oh, no. Um, Sounds good. They they weren't that pleasant, but I guess they were livable. But they said, look, we've just started purchasing homes in the community. So here's a couple of addresses. Uh, Go and have a look at them. We'll have the keys on Monday for you. Mm -hmm. So we went and had a look on Sunday. We looked at the first one and the people were moving out. They had bought this property, just bought it. Uh, It was only about six years old, beautiful suburb, uh, double brick, three bedroom, uh, just a lovely, lovely house in nice gardens and everything. These people had built it, had it for about six years, sold it to the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So they, they, because they were moving out, they didn't care. They said, come and have a look. And we walked through it. And we thought, oh, this is the house we want to be. We want this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, then we, I guess we got, felt a bit guilty that we were given two addresses. And what if this is not where God wanted us to be? So we went and had a look at the other one. Mm-hmm. And I remember the suburb was a run-down suburb, had long grass. It was a, it just looked really low class and not very nice at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a chance to look into it, but we thought, all right, we have to go home and pray about this because what if that's the suburb where God wants us to be effective and be in? All right. Mm-hmm. So we prayed about it and we, and we, we got to the point of going well or realizing agreeing together. Mm-hmm. that if this suburb was where God wanted us to be in that house, mm-hmm. we'd accept it. Mm. 
and we didn't put any stipulations on God. We just said, right, mm. we'll accept whichever one you lead us to take. Mm. We went back on Monday morning and we said, all right, we've had a look on the outside. Well, we've seen both houses. <laughs> we didn't tell them we'd been through one. Mm. We've seen both houses. Can we have the keys? And they said, well, the keys to the one in the lower class suburb as we would class it. Mm-hmm. It's already gone. Someone's taken it. And we said, oh. great, we'll have the other one. <laughs> yeah. and, and it brought us to the point of knowing that God knows what you need. That's he right. knows what you want. Mm. And Oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, if it's within his will for your life, he will provide what you want. Mm. But not always, not always. And so it was was just a real uh, eye-opening experience that Mm. we had to come to a point where we would accept whichever outcome God gave us. Oh, yeah. And that's that's a really good way of going about, um, like, our life. Um, Mm. I know myself, I've been in different situations where I feel like I know what I want and I'm thinking I have like I deserve to get this I don't understand why I'm not getting it and then Mm. I'm there like stressing and I'm like God you know you you know I just feeling like God doesn't want the best for me or is ignoring me but then later on like after all is done like maybe I didn't get that and I get something better I come to understand the reason why and I think I feel feel like I've got to a point in my life where I've learned to trust in God I know it doesn't always happen Mm. but most times I actually just leave it to God I'm like you know God you know what God you know what is best for me Mm. let your will be done I'll just wait to That's see right. the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I just want to remind our listeners of our studio number. It's zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Text us any questions, any comments, any feedback. We'd love to hear from you. And if you've missed the previous any previous episodes, you can um listen to that from Faith FM app. Just go to Taz Encounters or Faith FM website and you can be able to catch up from that. Um so David there is an event that is coming up, um, we call, uh, yes. call it the, the History of Tomorrow, Secrets Well, of firstly, the firstly, I want to remind people of the Prophetica that's running in Hobart. Yeah. So we had Prophetica, that one-day event that ran in Scottsdale and Launceston last week, very successful. People really enjoyed that and they came along to it this or Sunday last week. It was Olveston and... So those those events are, are, com- are complete, but there is some more information I'll give you in a moment that, that will give you a deeper understanding to those topics. But in Bluntstone Arena, a Ricky Ponting room um, in Bel- Reve on Saturday, uh, that's tomorrow, 4.30 till 9, and in the Hobart Function Centre on Sunday, August the 8th, 4.30 till 9, prophetic, those one-day events are happening there. Now, as those who came to the Scottsdale and Launceston Prophetica, we explained that we'd be having a a deeper study of those topics. So that's called Secrets, the History of Tomorrow, Secrets of the Future. And that begins tomorrow. uh, Sorry, it begins tonight. (laughs) I have to get my facts right. (laughs) Tonight in Scottsdale, if you're in the Scottsdale area, at 630 uh, at the the library, and if you're in the Launceston area, it begins tomorrow night at six thirty in the Hotel Grand Chancellor. 
Mm. So make sure you come along to those. And we will have a code for the, for you a bit later on with that. Yeah, we'll if have... You, if you'd like tickets to Prophetica in Hobart area, go to prophetica.com and uh, book your tickets there. And when is, when is the deadline for getting the tickets for Saturday and Sunday events? Uh, yes, yes. So Friday night, um, yeah. Friday night before five o'clock mm. is the cutoff for the Saturday events. And then uh, Saturday night is the cutoff for the Sunday events. So they need to be sure that they know how many tickets that are or seats to provide. Okay. So, well, there you go. Head up. Head to prophetica.com and uh, you can get all the information there and get your tickets. It's only $10 and you dinner will be provided, I understand. That That's will right. give you an entry to the venue and um, dinner Hobart. as well. Yep. And yeah, and wonderful messages from, yeah, from our presenters. Um, so David, did you want to give us a review of where we've come from? Yeah, so we've uh, been looking at God's amazing love displayed historically, and uh, now we're looking at how it's displayed presently as well. Mm. And today we're going to look at how Jesus prayed for those who were following him um, in today's talk entitled He Prayed for You. And we'll start by having a prayer mm. and then uh, reading from John chapter 17. So maybe you'd like to have a prayer for us, uh, t- uh, Tabitha. Sure. Um, let's pray. Father, we come unto you at this moment with thanksgiving in our hearts. Father, you've been wonderful to us and we thank you for that. As we are going to get into today's program, I pray that you be with us, be with David Maxwell. May you speak through him, Father, and I pray for our listeners also that you may be with them, that um, may the Holy, may you fill them with the Holy Spirit so that when they get the message, um, the Holy Spirit can be able to interpret it for them to understand and may they be able to accept you um yeah and get closer to you father be with us um throughout this session and i pray that everything goes on smoothly smoothly in jesus name amen mm, thanks tabitha so let's read john seventeen twenty to 26 would you like to read that for us please yes i will read this um the title is jesus prays for all believers um I do not pray for this alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me, and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you that you sent me, and I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. Thanks, Tabitha. Look, uh, before we go to a break, I want to share a story that illustrates this praying for other people. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, much younger, and when I was not as uh, smart as I am now, <laughs> not as wise, maybe that's the best Wisdom way of comes it. with our experience. And it does, it does. I, I, was, I had a very uh, powerful uh, V8 uh, panel van, and I used to drive it fairly quickly. 
<coughs> I remember it was raining in Brisbane uh, in northern suburbs and a friend and I were uh, driving quickly. We wouldn't, let's not call it racing, but we were driving very quickly uh, in, a, in a, a low speed zone. As I came over a crest of a hill, I noticed that uh, there was someone pulling out into my lane and there was insufficient space for me to stop. I immediately slowed down. He saw it as well. He, my, my friend slowed down. I pulled into his lane as I was pulling into his lane. Mm. And this is all happening in a split second. Mm. As I'm pulling into his lane, the left lane, uh, this man decided out of the, 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 you know, the corner of his eye, he'd seen me coming, I'm in his lane, he decided he'd move to the left lane. We're both mm-hmm. moving to the left lane. The, the road is wet. There's no room for me to come back. Just a couple of weeks before, I had done something silly in a very slow speed and I'd lost control in the wet. So I wasn't good at driving in the wet. Mm. And out of the corner of my eye, beyond the left-hand lane, <clears throat> I remember seeing a bus pull-in area where the bus would pull in and pick people up. Mm. And in the space of that bus pull-in area, I somehow manoeuvred around his car and back in front of him on wow. the left-hand lane. I, mm. It's it's a blur and it's blank. I don't remember going around him. Mm. I don't remember it at all. All I remember is being in front of his car mm-hmm. and in the rearview mirror seeing his car and then my friend's car behind that and thinking, how, how did that just happen? Mm. How am I not dead in the concrete of the bus shelter? And it, it really shook me up and it helped me to realise that you know, I wasn't doing the right thing. Mm. I, I didn't know God. I wasn't praying to God. I wasn't even thinking about God in that moment. Mm. And yet I was saved and both of those people were saved from any harm at all. Mm. And I can only put it down to the fact that someone was praying for me. Mm. And I'm pretty sure it was my mum. She used to pray every single day for us. Mm. Um, I don't know why God mm. helped me through that period when I wasn't praying, I wasn't connected to him at all. Mm. But as we'll unfold as we go through today, yeah. sometimes others pray for us. That's right. Yeah. Okay. This first song is God's Sweet Hour of Prayer by Marion Blythe Peppers. Sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer. Faithfulness in game. 
You're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Maxwell. And just before we went for a break, um, we we talked about, just before we went for a break, David, you told us um, we were looking at God's amazing love through the way Jesus prayed for those who followed him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and before we continue with what David has for us, I just want to um, give this question to the listeners. Um, is God being unfair when he acts in people's lives when they haven't asked him to? Because Jesus was praying for others um, mm. yeah, on their behalf without their knowledge. Do you think Jesus was being fair in doing that? Please text us your responses to 488 We'd love to hear from you. Okay, David, so what else do you have for us in this yeah. section? Yeah, thanks for that, Tabitha. And and just before we go to the break, we'll, we'll give you a, a code for the uh, history of tomorrow's secrets of the future in Scottsdale and Launceston. So just keep that in mind before we finish yeah. for the next song. Mm. Um, today, what what we're talking about is God's amazing love through the way Jesus prayed for those who followed him. And what I'd like to look at <coughs> is some other segments of this prayer. If you go back to verse 6, you can see that, or even even right back at the beginning of chapter 17 of John, mm-hmm. we see that first, first and foremost, mm-hmm. Jesus prays for his immediate disciples. And as he, as he does this in verse 6 to 8, he acknowledges his own faithfulness to God and, and God's trust in him. Mm-hmm. These men and women were already in God's ownership, which is amazing because when you go back to Psalms 24, mm-hmm. it says that the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness, mm-hmm. the world and those who dwell therein. Uh, but there also seems to be a sense here that they already belong to God in a special sense. So more than just he created everything, these particular 12 that Jesus is praying for, they belong to God in a very special sense because they've become obedient to him, they're following him. And and here at the beginning of this part of the prayer, mm. for those who trust in him like immediately mm-hmm. in his century, in his sphere of influence, Jesus acknowledged that he had already carried out the task that God entrusted him with. Mm. So he's faithfully and he's fearlessly shared God's word with them so that they can understand. Mm. Now, it's very clear they do understand much of what Jesus is talking about. They accept and acknowledge publicly that Jesus was from God. Mm. And then Jesus goes on to pray for their specific needs. Now, I wanted to share an illustration about needs versus wants. Mm-hmm. In America, many, many years ago, many decades ago, in a place called Springfield, uh, a story is retold of this Springfield neighbour who was drawn to his door one day. He heard the ch- heard some children crying. When he gets to his door and he looks out, uh, you know, I guess back in Abraham Lincoln's day, there wasn't TV and there wasn't, um, you know, a lot of other things to distract us. So when you hear some noise outside, uh, hey, what's going on? Let's go and have a look. He gets there and he looks outside and he sees Abram Lincoln passing by with his two sons and they're both crying loudly, profusely. Mm. 
And he says, what's the matter with the boys? Um, and then Abraham Lincoln answers, just the same as what is the matter with the whole world. Mm. I have three walnuts and each boy wants two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we want more than, than we can have than or more than available. that's available. Yeah. You know, he only has um, three walnuts. They wanted two each. That makes four. But, you know, one would have done. Mm. But they want more. They want more. So, too, the disciples here, mm-hmm. they think they know what they want. They want deliverance from the Romans, you know, and they believe that's what their Messiah was coming to do. But when Jesus here mm-hmm. prays for their specific needs, he, he doesn't only, he, he's not praying that mm-hmm. they'll overcome the Romans. Rather, he prays for their very, very specific needs. Mm-hmm. So he prays that they become united. These are three of the main things he prays for. <clears throat> Firstly, that they become united in the same way that the Father and the Son are united. Now, and this is an incredible prayer because God the Father and God the Son are united in such a way that we don't really even understand. You know, we have we have a similar understanding when we look at a family. I'll talk a little bit about that later, but but we just don't understand how closely intertwined God the Father and God the Son are. And he asks God the Father that he will help them to become united in the same way that they are. Mm-hmm. He asks that God will keep them strong in the world through their trials rather than taking them out. Now, some people believe that the Christians towards the end of time are not going to go through these terrible times of trial. Now, if what we've just seen in the last mm-hmm. year and a half is anything to go by, mm-hmm. we are going to face the same trials. And and God, Jesus doesn't ask that God will take these disciples out. He says, no, give them the strength to go through. And when we look at history, we see how they had amazing strength to go through the trials, the tribulations, and, and most times the martyrdom that they that they faced. Because there's a job here for them to complete. You know, talking about Jesus' day. Mm. He then asks that they might share in the same joy that Jesus had in coming and finding people to follow so that they'll continue in Jesus' mission and they'll find the same pleasure. Mm. Um, and that's really amazing. And and then there are reasons for his righteous life. As we continue mm. on, we're looking at the prayer. Mm-hmm. In, in this section, Jesus confirms with God that their salvation their joy and their combined mission and work is the whole reason that Jesus lived a perfect life and became our sacrifice. This is, this is just mind-boggling to think that, that Jesus isn't coming for himself. He's not coming for his own glory. He's not coming so he can powerfully show all these miracles and fantastic things that he's doing and be lifted up by the people and say, look, look at this amazing man. Mm. It's where, as he prays this prayer, we see that that is not at all the reason why he comes. He says that he, he like he's praying and he's, he's thanking God that, that during his life, these things that he did is that so that they would able, be able to have a part in the mission and be saved. He did it all for them, not for himself in any way at all. And, mm. and I just think that's fascinating mm. <clears throat> that, that, um, that, that Jesus is praying like this mm. for them. He's praying for them. He says, mm. and for their sakes I mm. sanctify myself mm. that they also may be sanctified by the truth. He's making himself perfect for their sakes. 
for so, their sakes. Yeah. Um, so you're <coughs> saying that Jesus didn't come so that he could look good in God's eyes, but rather mm. he came completely for our benefit. Yeah, that's right, completely for their benefit. So he lives this perfect life so that when he dies and he's their sacrifice, he's our sacrifice, he can be that perfect sacrifice. He doesn't fail because if he fails in any way, Mm. then we're lost. And so he he does this with us in mind. He lives this perfect life with us in mind, well, them in in mind to start with, but I'm sure, Mm. as we'll share after the break, Mm -hmm. with us in mind eventually as well. Um, It's the height of selflessness, you know, Mm. height of selflessness. Yeah, indeed. Um, We're going to go to... We're going to listen to our second song, but before we do that, I just want to remind our listeners of the question um, that we're posing to them. Is God being unfair when he acts in people's lives when they haven't asked him to? Uh, because he was praying for people, yet they were not aware he was praying for them. Do you think that it's unfair? Please text us your responses to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we are going to go for a break with this song called Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me by City Alight. What gift of grace is Jesus my redeemer? There is no
You're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell. And before we continue with today's sharing, I would like to give you the code to get the tickets to the event, um, The History of Tomorrow and Secrets Secrets of the Future. And that will be in Scottsdale and Launcheston this weekend. So the code to uh, get the tickets to that event is Secrets 21, S-E-C-R-E-T-S, Number 21, no text that to 0488880891, no spaces in between. Secret number 21, together, no space in between, to 0488880891. And we've got some responses. Um, we have one from Jason. Thank you, Jason, for tuning in. Uh, Jason is saying, I think that because Jesus prayed for his believers, it's actually a very special thing. For me, knowing that Jesus prayed for me increases my faith in and appreciation of what Christ did for us. Thank you, David, for um, texting in. And also Stephen has texted. Um, Stephen, Stephen says, I need all the pray I can get and we all do. Mm. I believe we do. Um, so, David, we are speaking today about God's amazing love demonstrated through the way he prayed for those who follow him. So what else can you tell us about this? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. So where Jesus, we saw that Jesus prayed very specifically for those twelve that he called, and and they needed that prayer. <clears throat> you know, he. I'm not sure if they were hearing what he said. I, I think I think they were, but he prays very specifically for them, and and they're encouraged. And we see that through their life, they actually experience the blessings of that prayer. But Jesus also continues and he prays for those down through the years that will follow after he's gone. He says, I do not pray for these alone. This is in verse 20. But also for those who will believe in me through their word. So Jesus is praying for all of those who hear what the disciples tell them and that they'll believe. Mm. Now, this is a tough gig, if you like. Um, mm. Even those who, in Jesus' day who heard his words about dying and rising again didn't believe when it actually happened. First, it was mm-hmm. uh, the, all of them, so the whole, all of the disciples that were there, the, the ladies come running back from the tomb saying, he's risen, he's risen. They go, oh, yeah, sure. And, and you know, um, Peter and John run to the tomb to check it out for themselves. They won't <laughs> listen to the word of a woman. Mm. Oh, I think that's terrible. But then later, even Thomas, because mm. he's not with them when... Jesus appears there in the room the first time. And even even as they say, but Thomas, we were right there. And they explain to him what happened. He goes, no, no, not going to believe it till I see it myself. So, you know, Jesus is affirming that, you know, even those in the first century that were so close to Jesus needed more encouragement. They needed more faith. Jesus affirms that it's good for them to believe when they see, but it's more blessed to believe when you can't see the evidence. And this is what Jesus appears to be praying for here, Mm -hmm. that others down through time who haven't seen or known anything about him will believe simply on the word of these first-hand witnesses. Now, that's a powerful prayer, Mm -hmm. a powerful prayer. So God's answered this many, many times down through history, and, and, and the good news has been shared about Jesus, and it continues to take the world by storm. 
then and so I can see that you know Jesus' prayer has been very very clearly answered there. The next thing Jesus prays for is a very specific thing: unity. Now, this is not just any kind of unity, but rather, as I said before, the kind of unity, the kind of connection that dwells in the Godhead, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, have this unity that we don't really fully understand. Mm. It's a unity where they all act as one. They each put the other first. I'm talking about the unity in the Godhead. None of the individual members of the Godhead want their own glory over the glory of the others. Each one lifts the other up. And all show the same selfless character. You know, God showed his selflessness for mankind in that he sends Jesus. Jesus shows his selflessness for mankind and for God in that he obeys his Father and he does what's required. And the Holy Spirit shows his selflessness in that he's able to come and live and dwell with us even as, you know, frail and broken as we are. <clears throat> so, you know, they, they, they each show that same selfless character. Mm. Imagine if we had this kind of unity today in the world mm. with each other. The world it, would be perfect. It would be heaven on earth. Absolutely. It would mm. be heaven on earth. And, and, and we'd change the world. You know, it would be just mm. a, a really different place. The way I kind of understand in a very, very humanistic way about this, this um, unity is uh, like a family. So when, you know, we're not, we're not clones of each other. We have a family, it's called the Maxwells. When we say the Maxwells are going here or the Maxwells did this, you know that it was my wife, myself and, and our daughter. We went here and we did something. It was us three. We're individuals, we have our only, own personal traits and nuances, but at the same time we're a family mm. and we're different to other families because they have different nuances and traces. Mm. Um, uh, traits, sorry. People often recognise the family you belong to by the way you act both together and apart. And it's the same for a Christian family. Jesus wants others to understand uh, who his followers belong to because this godly unity is actually displayed in each follower. Um, and this leads to the last point in this section. Um, we're praying, um, you know, Jesus is praying for others down through time. It's his desire that others will believe in God because of what they see in his followers. Mm. That, that's that's a powerful thing, isn't it, Tabitha? It is, it is. Um, so you're saying that Jesus is asking God that this unity will be so evident to others outside the faith that people will want what they have and come to believe in Jesus. Yeah, that's right, Tabitha. That's right. You know, imagine imagine if you came across a group of people mm. who all acted as united as God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit did. I mean, mm. that would that wouldn't that be a group you'd want to be a part of? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they cared about each other. They were selfless. They 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 didn't put themselves first and lift up their own power mm. and glory, but they they looked to help you. You know, what can I do for you today? How how mm. can I help you? What how's your week been? And everyone looked after each other mm. it'd be just like you said before it'd be heaven on earth wouldn't it do you know yeah that's right do you know when i came um to tasmania i was introduced to this group it's called esoc um it's in full it's adventist students on campus oh, and right. so I, w I was invited to join that group and when i went there um so we had this of course when we get there first we just you know say hello to one another and then we have dinner 
And then we have some singing and sharing of God's word. And after that, we check on each other, how their week has been. And then we pray for each other. Mm. Do you know, every time I went to that group, I felt just my moods were uplifted. Mm. My spirits were uplifted. I just Mm. felt like I belonged. It was just something that I always looked forward to. Every yeah. Friday. Yeah, That's powerful. Yeah, it is, honestly. And yeah, we still have the um, group. We do the sessions every Friday at 6 p.m. at TUU. Wow. Yeah. We need more of that. You know, there, there's a book that, that you wanted to talk about, Daring to Ask for More, this pocket sharing edition. Did you want to talk about that before you go to the break? Yes. Um, so this book, um, it's called Daring to Ask More by Melody Mason. And this book um, is for if people who are looking for keys to answered prayers or success in ministry or people are tired of just getting by spiritually and long for more in their work with God, this book is exactly what you need. Um, Expect a paradigm shift in faith and prayer. And whenever you find yourself in your spiritual journey, whether you're a seeker or a churchgoer or just testing the waters of belief in the God of the Bible, this book will inspire you and challenge you to a life of faith and purpose. I'll give you the code um, to this book after the break. Uh, but for now, we're going to go for a break with this song called A Christian by Daryl Sawyer. And this book, um, I mean, this song is sort of asking when people look at me, when people look at how I live their life, do they see Jesus through me? Is my are my actions or is the way I live my life reflected in the way Jesus wants me to live? Mm-hmm. Could I be called a Christian if everybody knew my secret thoughts and feelings and everything I do? Could they see the likeness of Christ in me each day? Could they hear His gentle voice in every word I say? Could I be called a Christian if everyone would know? Places that I go to, would Jesus tell them so? Could they hear His echo in every song I sing? In my life is Jesus being seen in everything. I want to be a Christian. To live for Christ each day But wanting isn't quite enough When trouble comes my way Two roads are before me But only one will do Jesus walked the narrow road I will walk it too Could I be called a Christian If judged by what I read By all my recreations And every thought and deed Could I be counted Christ-like As I now work and play Selfless and forgiving To others every day 
Christian to live for Christ each day. But wanting isn't quite enough when trouble comes my way. Two roads are before me, but only one will do. Jesus walks the narrow road. I will walk it too. Jesus walked the narrow road. I will walk it too. You're listening to Tazi Encounters with David Maxwell. And before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code for the book, Daring to Ask for More. This book, Daring to Ask for More, will challenge you to recognize the unlimited possibilities that are within your grasp if you will only pray in faith. If you will put into practice the principles outlined in this book, Seeking for More of Christ, and removing the spiritual breaches and compromises and moving forward in faith, no matter the circumstances, the circumstances, your life will change. So the code to get this book is AMAZING12. AMAZING, number 12, no space in between. Text that to 048-880-891 and we'll be able to get the book sent to you. AMAZING12 to 048-880-891 and we'll be able to get the book sent to you. Um, so before we went for a break, David, you shared evidence of God's amazing love in the way Jesus prayed for his followers. Do you have some final things to wrap wrap for us today? Yeah, I do. Thanks, Tabitha. As we look at how Jesus prays for those who believe him down through time, we are way down through time from the time Jesus prayed. And I wonder if as he prayed, as he prayed, I wonder if he saw the images of all those who would believe in him. I wonder if he saw your face. I wonder if he saw my face. Mm. As we read these words today, captured for us by these first century disciples, we too have come to believe in Christ through their words, if you like. You know, I, I, I found out about, out about God by reading these words, and these words are recorded by his followers. So I see that that prayer has actually come true, you know, mm. that, that we believe through what they've said, what they've written, what they've, what, what they've um, spoken to other people and written down. So it's clear that if you've come to believe in Jesus from hearing the, these disciples' words or reading these disciples' words, that Jesus was praying for you. Hmm. What did he ask? Well, you know, first Jesus asked that we might be united with the unity of the Godhead. And as I said before, this is an incredible thing if we could display this unity. You know, not allow our differences to separate us, but but rather we'd be stronger because our differences would complement each other if only we had that kind of thoughts and unity. Hmm. Jesus asks for this so that we would be made perfect in or through this unity. Now, I believe Mm -hmm. that this means we can't be perfect in the way that God is perfect unless we have this unity, this deep love, care and respect for each other. I think that's what Jesus is saying here, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you've loved me. You know, Jesus is saying... As they are united, as they display this love, 
they are actually displaying what mm. we're like, and that's what he's praying for. Let's mm. be united like he is, because mm. that'll make a difference in the world. It really will. We don't see that in the world around us. Mm. Jesus explains the purpose of this unity for his church, mm. that the world may look they believe in God because it's displayed so clearly in his followers mm. that it's a powerful witness and people simply looking from the outside will say, these people treat people different from everyone else I've ever seen, so I want to be part of that. Mm. <clears throat> Another desire Jesus shows here is that of his desire for his deep relationship with us. Mm. So much so that he prays for the unity of heaven to, to come and be in us and change us and make us more like him. Mm. And he wants us to be like that because he wants us to be with him in heaven. He wants us to witness what his glory is like and, and what it, you know, it's more than we can even imagine, Tabitha, you know, mm. that, that, that Jesus is going to be holy. Well, he is holy, he's pure, but when we get there, we'll see not in this veiled form that we saw when he was on this earth, but we'll see him in all his glory and might. That, and I think that'll be just wonderful. Mm. And finally, that we might have love for one another, that mm. we might um, have God's holy and pure love in us and shining out through us. Mm. Yeah, these are the desires and prayers that Jesus prays. And it's somewhat like we experience when we feel towards our children, you know. Um, we have plans for our children as they grow up and as they get ready to go out into life. We have things that we want for them, plans and aspirations. Mm. And yet it doesn't always come true because they have their own plans and aspirations. But when children are so connected with their parents mm. and are so um, uh, united, if you like, separate, having their own ideals and, and thoughts and, and plans, but like the parents, they encourage those thoughts and plans and don't like limit them with their own. Mm. When, when they go out, they become little ambassadors for that family if you like mm. and they're united the parents support them in what they do and they support the family values and all those sorts of things mm. so too jesus here has plans for his earthly children he he um he, his amazing love for them through these words actually show down through these ages that jesus wants the best for us mm. and he has a plan for us you know, he he. As as I look at God's amazing love demonstrated to us in the way that Jesus spent so much time in this prayer praying for his followers, I see that firstly he prays for his immediate disciples, mm. and today he's in heaven still mm. interceding for them. He prayed for those who would believe in him because of what his disciples would say and write. Mm. And through his written word, as we've opened it and read some of it even today, we're able to be a part of that answer mm. to the prayer even today. Mm. And finally, as Jesus looks up to heaven and he, and, he, and he prays that day, I'm sure you were on his mind. I'm sure that as we read these words recorded for us by mm. these first disciples, I see mm. that Jesus prayed for me. Yeah. I see that he was praying for you and he desires for both of us, all of us, to be with him when he mm. returns. So mm. I, I say take heart. You mm. know, If we're struggling through the challenges and we can't seem to overcome, take heart that Jesus prayed. If we feel like no one cares or we're looking for answers to life's greatest challenge or we're just feeling overwhelmed, Jesus has demonstrated through this beautiful prayer Mm. That you were on his mind 2,000 years ago. Mm. And when he prayed for you, mm -hmm. and he's also 
got you on his mind even today. This, this shows his amazing love demonstrated for you and me mm. in that he prayed for you and he wants us to be with him where he is. Indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, and it's just good to not underestimate people's prayers. Um, yeah, like for me, my parents pray for us every time, like um, before they go to sleep, they, we have a fellowship. When I'm at home and my siblings are not home, I hear them pray for my siblings, like whatever they are doing, if they are working or if, if they are in school, they pray for them. And I know that my parents' prayers have caught me through uh, difficult situations. And yeah, I think it's important to pray for one another and just to understand that p- prayer is very powerful. Yeah. Um, yes. They can it, doesn't, it doesn't change us, does it? It doesn't take away our choice. No. But no. it's powerful, as Stephen said, it's powerful to know that people are praying for you. Indeed. Um, yeah, thank you for that beautiful sharing, David. Um, what do you have for us next week? Yes, yeah, so next week we're going to um, continue digging into this subject of God's amazing love. Mm-hmm. And it'll be demonstrated through the way that Jesus promises not to leave them alone. He's going. He's going away, he says, mm-hmm. but he's not going to leave them alone. Mm-hmm. And how there's work still for them to do, and he's going to give them another helper and the the talk is entitled ripening the crop don't miss it don't miss out that sounds interesting and next week on monday we have david leo with this series encounters with jesus and david's going to talk about faith and leftovers i wonder what that Mm. will be about and to find out about that (laughs) tune in on monday at 9 a.m um, to hear more about that and i just want to quickly mention the, the offer codes for today we have secrets 21 to get um, the tickets to Secrets Secrets of the Future and daring to ask for more. If you want that book, text AMAZING12 to 0488-880-891. Thank you for listening, and I hope you've been blessed by today's message. And, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the rest of your day. We are going out with this song called All the Time in the World by Matt and Josie Menikas. Deadlines are need met, not a moment left, always in a hurry. What's your worry? Why the big hurry? I've got all the time in the world, so why don't you let go? Love what you can't control, let me take it for you. Love what's your worry? Why the big hurry? It's a constant crazy frenzy But if time's of the essence Then you need my presence So may I ask you a question What's your worry? Why the big hurry? I've got all the time in the world So why don't you let go Of what you can't control seconds well i've got ways you're out of options well i still got thousands so tell me what's your problem oh oh what's your worry why the big 
can.